0: Good morning from Skift. For daily updates in your inbox, subscribe to the Skift Daily Newsletter at skift.com daily. It's Friday, July 1st in New York City. And now here's what you need to know about the business of travel today. Travel companies have loudly expressed their commitment to more sustainable business in recent years with a large-scale global reopening of tourism, giving them and destinations a new start. However, the industry is still a long way from successfully implementing plans for greener travel, global tourism reporter Dawit Hopter explains in his five key takeaways from this week's Skift Sustainable Tourism Summit. Much of the travel industry, Hopter writes, is still giving issues of climate change lip service. Daryl Wade, the co-founder and CEO of tour operator Intrepid Travel, said during the summit that at least 50% of travel companies haven't taken concrete steps to addressing climate change. Another takeaway was that hotels and airlines, among other companies, need to establish science-based targets for carbon emissions reduction. Skift Senior Vice President of Research Heisha Wong, said carbon offset purchases popular in the travel industry are rather ineffective. Hopter Merriam adds that successful sustainable tourism requires historically marginalized communities to be significantly involved in the process. He cited the work of Canada-based destination marketing organization Destination Greater Victoria, which has empowered members of local indigenous communities to play a leading role in the region's tourism industry. Next, Bhutan will finally reopen its borders without quarantine to tourists from September 23rd but a substantially increased tourist fee could deter travelers from visiting the Asian country, writes Asia editor Pidan Doma Foreign tourists coming to Bhutan will have to pay a $200 per person per night sustainable development fee, a 300% jump from the $65 fee introduced in 1991. A government statement said the fee hike would go towards offsetting the carbon footprint of tourists as well as the upskilling of tourism workers. While Butia writes the significant fee hike is a clear reflection of Bhutan's aim to attract high-value and low-volume tourism, tourism officials have expressed concern it will make the country less competitive in the fight to attract tourists. A Bhutanese tour operator executive expressed uncertainty about whether three European groups would proceed with their planned trips following the institution of the fee hikes we end today with air canada the carrier which like many of its peers has been pummeled by a wave of flight cancellations this summer has issued an apology to disrupted travelers reports edward russell editor of airline weekly a skift brand air canada ceo michael russo's june 29th letter apologizing to consumers is part of what russell calls the summer of airline apologies the company is canceling on average more than 150 flights per day in July and August, roughly 15% of its schedule. Those reductions will only occur on domestic Canada and U.S. routes from its Montreal and Toronto hubs. Aviation analyst Helene Becker attributed Air Canada's flight reductions to the worldwide staffing shortages plaguing airlines. But Russell writes the general view in the airline industry is that the situation will improve this fall, after the summer travel peak eases. That is why most airlines lines are deciding to only cut schedules through august for more travel stories and deep dives into the latest trends head to skiff.com to find these stories and more insight into the business of travel subscribe to the skiff daily newsletter at skiff.com daily spoken layer